0: Hey fellow heroes, this is Erish Rivers, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ad Hero Podcast. We've got some awesome stuff for you ahead, but before we dive in, I want to address a quick question we've been getting a lot, and it's actually how to start your own podcast. So, where we started was with Anchor. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me break it down really fast. It's free. The creation tools that are inherent to the platform allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will handle the distribution, so your podcast gets heard on Apple, uh, Spotify, on Google, lots of different places. And then if you want to monetize your podcast, you can actually make money from it with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you want to get started with Anchor, just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started super simple free everything you need so hopefully that sums it up for you guys but with that out of the way let's go ahead and dive into the awesome stuff we have planned for you today and uh again thank you for tuning in to the ad hero podcast let's go for it
1: want to advertise big and build massive brand authority at the same time it's easier than you think Open Display by AdSymbol lets you advertise on digital billboards nationwide. Just go to opendisplay.com for a free account to get started.
2: This is the Ad Hero Podcast, the podcast that reveals marketing tips, trends, and techniques by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. For years, AdSymbol has helped businesses develop and launch campaigns to amplify their message, establish authority, and earn their lion's share of the market. This podcast will help you design and supercharge your plan to make an impact with valuable lessons you can apply in your business today. To get more information or start now, visit adsymbol.com. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Let's get started.
0: All right, and hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ad Hero Podcast. This is your host, Eris Rivers, along with the other leaders of the league, Matthew Livieri. Right on, and today we have a really special guest here for you. Um, you, you can see the video. I'm just staring at the screen because I've got him right here. We have Gary Zalesco of Harvest Ministries. Harvest.org is up there if you guys can see that. Uh, welcome, Gary. Thank you for joining us today. It's really awesome to have you here.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right before we got started, you and I were talking about how you had moved from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started, I think, Super Bowl 1997 was the the starting point?
1: Yep. That's so when I started, yeah, started living in the Bay Area then. Yep.
0: Right on. And then you moved down to Los <laughs> Angeles and you've just been, or the Los Angeles area, I should say, mm-hmm. because it's really, what, Orange County?
1: Yeah. we're uh, Our ministry is headquartered in Riverside, which is Riverside County, about halfway in between LA and Palm Springs. Uh, but we also have... Campuses in Hawaii, we have a, have a campus in Irvine, California. I live actually in uh, Dana Point, California, which is South Orange County. So it's beautiful down there and uh, that's where I make my home. Nice,
0: man, that's a view. have you guys ever been down that direction?
3: I've heard
1: of it. It's yeah. gorgeous. You, it. you gotta get over come there. Come down, yeah, come down and bring your surfboard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so Gary, Gary, before we get into the exciting uh, story about who you are and what you're up to and, and uh, the great uh, things you work on in marketing, Uh, I just had a question for the gentleman here and and you're well more than welcome to jump in because this has been been a little bit of a topic we like to kind of kick things off with a little bit of banter on a multitude of topics but usually those topics always come back to comic book world Uh, and lately we've been talking about the new Joker movie uh, the new Joker film starring Joaquin Phoenix and I just want to know have you guys seen it I still haven't seen it Gary have you
1: no, but man, Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, I could. I go to the movies to watch him read a phone. Read out of the phone book. I mean, <laughs> he's so good. If there is a phone the, book, if wasn't in Gladiator
0: where he really made his big yeah. Day yeah day. Gladiator. He was in Gladiator. I think
2: he got an Academy Award. Oh, yeah. Or he was in The
3: Running. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? My mom told me. I didn't really realize this, but he's actually brothers to River Phoenix. Right. Yeah. That I did not really? know, yeah. but yeah.
2: it makes sense. here in the last names. Now, let me tell you guys, I have seen the film for everyone here. Um, it, I personally really liked it, but I've read a smattering of, con- of comments. So am I. <laughs> Some people really dug it. Some people really hated it. Uh, right. Really interesting. Um, and in the, in the, the middle. middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it works as a standalone film. I know we talked about that on other episodes. You know, could it work? Will it work? Uh, it works as a standalone film. I personally think it would be amazing if he came back, and I don't want to give away the movie, but there's an opening for him to still be in future films, let's say, potentially. And uh, I think with Robert Patterson coming in as the new Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, the director's that. already come on in one of the, I think it might have been Comic-Con or something like that. Someone immediately asked him, like, are we going to see Joaquin Phoenix in future Batman films? Uh-huh. And he immediately said, no, nope. no, nope. Joaquin nope. Phoenix is a one-and-done kind of guy. He only likes mm-hmm. to do films once. He doesn't like to reprise roles over and over again. Mm-hmm. I think that's disappointing because I really loved how they brought this character to life. That's why he um, didn't do Doctor Strange. And, 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 oh, interesting. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, right. because they already knew they wanted to make it a series. Yeah. Yeah. Out of that. So I will say, when you guys do get a chance to see it, there are definitely some shock hit, and awe moments. Mm-hmm. And I will also say, it is not a movie for your kids. F Y I, it has definitely earned its R rating. It's like when people uh, took their
0: kids to go see Deadpool.
2: Yeah, <laughs> not the best idea. Yeah. Gary, Gary, did you ever see the Deadpool movie? Do you know what it's no. about? No. Okay. Oh so, man. Like, uh, when
0: When you no, get the chance. A, oh really? Yeah, when you get the chance, you've got to check it out. Um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and, Ryan Reynolds. Right, and, and peak performance. <laughs> the, the fun yeah. part about it is that, and if, if you're not paying attention to what's going on online right now, it's kind of fun because a while ago, Ryan Reynolds did Green Lantern with the DC right. Universe. Mm-hmm. And so he and uh, the guy, I forget who the, the other guy who was in Green Lantern, mm-hmm. they have this thing going on right now where they fully deny that they've ever worked together. <laughs> so people go, oh, yeah, you guys were in Green Lantern. And they're like, oh, what? No.
1: Yeah. It's uh, the first uh, time we're together.
0: Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, and they're doing it one hundred percent of
1: the way. That's funny. Well, I was going to that, say I, one of the things I get to do at Harvest, <clears throat> we make we make films here, um, and so I get a chance to market them you know, within you know it's kind of like acting as a marketing manager at Harvest. And have I haven't seen Joker, but I've read a lot of reviews. And if you haven't, what what you know I suggest you, do when you see the Joker movie, then. Watch a movie called The King of Comedy. Yes. The
0: King it's of with comedy. Robert yeah. De
1: Niro, and I'm—is it Jackie Gleason? I—it's—I can't remember. But there's some apparently there's some parallels between that movie and The King of Comedy.
3: That and taxis, I'm going right? to pull up
1: right now. Oh, the King my. of yeah.
0: Comedy.
3: Yeah, I want to make sure it's here. Two things I wanted to shed on this. Yeah, um, it's—it is very interesting with the polar opposites. In fact, I was listening to Collider yesterday. They were showing how, like. All the all the hosts were like, Yeah, like a lot of our friends like didn't like the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is getting polar opposite. You either really like it or you really don't like it because it's disturbing. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. yet it's grossed a lot of millions of dollars. I think it's it's hitting close to eight hundred million now worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really big success. I don't think a lot of people predicted that it was gonna do so well. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is it's um, the guy who last played Joker, Jared Leto has really come into the news <laughs> a lot in the last few days about how disdained he is because of this Joker movie not uh, anything bad on Walking Phoenix and in um, the movie itself but it's just that like Warner Brothers seems hmm. to have really like writing him in, in the wait, wait
2: wait a minute wait a minute Jared little Jared little uh, Play, play Joker? Play, play huh? Joker? You what? Sure.
3: Yeah. We, we like, don't acknowledge yeah. Jared Leto as <laughs> Joker.
1: But they kind of like
3: such a bad, bad. Role. Well, see, that was another thing too, because it's like, like, you know, some people really liked him, some people didn't. But then it's like, yeah. behind the scenes, kind of screwed things up for himself. But then apparently, I don't really know the whole story on this, but somehow, some way, he's he's been kind of like. Help try to not make this last Joker movie happen. Mm. Mm. So, oh, wow. Yeah, but but the, the bottom line is he was just promised the world with playing Joker for like a bunch of different times. Mm. And then now it was just cut down to like a few scenes or whatever. Yeah, the last oh.
0: movie. So out of curiosity, because like when when uh, that one movie with that one guy who, it, I forget who he is, he played the Joker in this last one. I don't know, he had tattoos, happened. Uh, I guess there's a bunch of footage where they, they just cut it. And so, Gary, kind of shifting it back to you and, and everything that Harvest does, mm-hmm. when you guys end up creating uh, different film pieces for yeah. the ministry, I mean, what, what does that look like for you guys? Is that like a, just a mountain of footage that you have to cut down? Or do you guys have it really dialed into the smooth like, sniper
1: process? Right. Good, good question. Well, the movies we've done have all been documentaries. And so there's really the, – the last one we did came out two years ago. It was called Steve McQueen, American Icon. And it was a story about Steve McQueen. And if you're unfamiliar with Steve McQueen, you can look him up. You know, if you're under 40, you probably want to look him up. Uh, (laughs) He was was like the number one, not only the number one actor in the early 70s. I mean, like the the number, I mean, he was the guy to go to, but he was a style icon. He was just, there's really been no one like Steve McQueen. And Steve McQueen accepted the Lord as a savior about a year before he died of cancer. And that's a story that nobody really knows. They know the story that he was a wild man and this kind of thing, but they don't know that the, the, the spiritual end of the story. So but to answer your question, there's really at least two ways to do documentaries. One is to write out a script and, you know, there's of course back and forth with people that you're interviewing, but shoot to the script. And the other way is to go out and to get footage and then to craft a movie based on that footage. Mm. And we did this film in conjunction with a production team called the Irwin brothers. They did, um, the number one independent film last year was called I Can Only Imagine. did about $85 million uh, mm, wow. domestic.
0: That's a good indie film.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a, good, it's a great film. And so, but what they did is they did the second option. They went out, they talked to people. And this way you can kind of get a feel for like what's, what's really good, you know. Mm. And so you end up kind of working from the inside out. You take the best stuff and then you kind of build, build back. Nice. So that way there is a lot of stuff that you don't use. But because it's kind of a wide-ranging interview with all these different people, we've interviewed Steve McQueen's widow. We, we interviewed um, Mel Gibson. We interviewed a bunch of different people. <laughs> um, you can, then can hone in on the stuff that's really good and really then moves the story along. And so there is a lot of stuff that you don't see when you go that way.
3: And
2: I, I wanted to interject just to make sure our listening audience gets the full scope of kind of who you are and what you do. Uh, it'd be great to uh, just have you kind of give your name, title, and uh, all the ranging things that you do in a a big, huge uh, mega church like Harvest.
1: Well, my name is Gary Zelasco. I'm the director of Crusade Communications and Marketing. And I work at a ministry called Harvest Ministries. It's in Southern California, in Riverside, uh, in Orange County. And what we do is we're we're a little bit different. I mean, there, there are ministries that are big churches. We are a big church. We, we, uh, probably see about 15,000 people come through the church every week for services. Wow. There are ministries that are big media ministries. They might have, you know, TV, radio, you know, uh, web kind of digital platforms. We have all that, but we also do something. Uh, we, we do large scale evangelistic events like Billy Graham crusades. We've been doing it for 30 years. We do one every year at angel stadium in Anaheim. And then we go different places, you know, as well throughout the country and the world. And so there are there are ministries that are big churches. There are ministries that are media ministries. There are media. Uh, pardon me. There are ministries that uh, do large scale evangelistic events. But there's really no ministry aside from us that does all three of those. And so that's what we do at the ministry. What I do is I work within the crusade department and also do like with films, other things we do with communications, and uh, just try to bring uh, kind of a, a marketing discipline uh, to what we do as a ministry
2: yeah wow. yeah and i and I think when I shared your your those disciplines with the uh guys here, what got me really excited to uh, want to invite you to be on the podcast is you have a unique background mm-hmm. prior to joining working in a church setting um that enables you to bring these disciplines to the table and just this widespread breadth of knowledge that I think if there's other directors of marketing out there or marketing managers of other churches. I think they could learn a tremendous amount from this episode and kind of what you, what that background was. So can you set, shed some light on where you were at prior to joining Harvest?
1: I was incarcerated. Okay. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Been there myself. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fun story. I'll tell you later. We'll post this yeah. uh, mugshot in the show notes. <laughs> right. Right.
1: <laughs> no, no. So yeah, I mean, I, okay. I grew up Catholic and in, you know, a billion years, I, I would never never thought I'd get into ministry. Um, I had, I got out of college. I went to a school at University of Illinois in Chicago, I grew up in Chicago, and uh, got a marketing degree there. I worked in the advertising agency business, then I worked in television sales management. So I worked at different, uh, I worked at a rep firm in Atlanta, but they rep, represented stations all over the country. Uh, then I worked for local TV stations. I worked for one in, in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, WSB. I was the national, I was an account executive there, so I sold commercial time. I was the national sales manager at WBAL TV in Baltimore, which is the, owned by the Hearst organization, great company. I then was a the general sales manager running the, um, the, the sales department for a station in Tucson. Then I went to San Francisco I was a national, then a local sales manager. So I did that for about 10 or 11 years, all over the, all over the, the place, right? in uh, San Francisco was great. I was the, the CBS-owned and operated station, KPIX Channel 5. Channel 5, uh, yeah, we know uh, my well. My wife, you know, on Battery Street there in San Francisco, a great, great location. Um, my wife who's brilliant had started uh, a direct mail catalog back in the mid nineties. And it was a skin, uh skincare catalog. It was a, it, her mom used to buy stuff uh, direct mail all the time, but she never could get skincare through direct mail. So we started that and uh, it was a company called luminescence catalog. Mm. And as you know, we, we ran it on. I, what happened is I kind of got out of that business. I got into business with my wife. We had, the, the you know like most businesses wasn't making money the first couple of years. We had a couple you know some money to keep us going. We lived in this 800 square foot one bedroom apartment in San Francisco, and we did this together. And uh, she handled the creative, and I handled kind of the operations and marketing of it. Mm. And just when we were going to run out of money, where I had to like sell my car and go get a, a you know a job, the business started making money. We started we were able to take a uh, uh, a salary from it. And so for ten years we did that together. and We built it on cash wow. flow, so it wasn't. We didn't have uh, investors. We, you know, we put together a cat. We mailed about ten million catalogs a year. So it was back when we mail catalogs back in those days. Um, You're the original Amazon. Yeah, right? like, you know, it's yeah. funny. We, we we got we you know we realized you know hey look you know selling stuff online is you know that's a that's you know that's got some possibilities. <laughs> and so by the end, by the time that we sold the business, which was about two thousand five. Uh, we did about 25% of our sales online, so wow. you know, the, the, the direct mail that kind of fed the, the, the web presence, it's in then vice versa. Nice. So, you know, not, you know, I grew up with three brothers, I you know, I didn't know skincare from you know, whatever, but we we did that together as a great just opportunity to work with my wife, and I just had a great time and did that. And then in 2003, we're living in, in, in the Bay Area, and I was uh, our pastor invited us over for dinner. I talked to him and I said, What do you think, you know, Pastor? What would it take to bring a Harvest Crusade to San Jose, which is again what we one of the things we do at Harvest here, this large scale evangelistic event? Well, what about you? You know, you got time; you can schedule your thing. So for two and a half years, I volunteered, and you know, spent ten minutes one day, twenty minutes the next day, an hour that day, awesome. to try to see if I could get pastors' interest, if there was going to be any interest in bringing a crusade to San Jose, because Harvest doesn't come in and go, "We're coming in to do a, a crusade here." They wait, it's organic, so we have to have the local pastors, the local church really get behind it, uh, otherwise it's not going to work and so I did that for two and a half years, and then we had it we got we, you know there we realized the local the local you know churches in the market were going to take this thing and run with it, sold the assets to the business, came on board at harvest, made like no money uh, for a long <laughs> time, and I worked in San Jose for a year, two thousand five, two thousand six to mobilize that crusade. The crusade happened. Uh, it was called the HP Pavilion. It was back back in those days in 2006 where wow, yeah. the Sharks played hockey. We had 40,000 people over the weekend in, a, in an area of the country that is not known to be highly churched, you know, in the Bay Area. And about 4,000 people made a profession of faith in Christ. It was a huge success. On Saturday. Harvest Crusades are free. So Saturday, it was a capacity crowd. And the, one of the ushers told us, The only time there's ever been a capacity crowd in this arena before was for a playoff game in the NHL. Wow. That was a huge success. It worked out great. Harvest then brought me down to Southern California. So I started here in November 2006 to then direct different departments. And I've been here on November 1st. I'll be here 14 years, which is the longest I've ever been in a job.
2: Congratulations.
1: (laughs) As I say, at the beginning, in a billion years, I wouldn't have thought I'd be working at a ministry. It was like the most foreign thing. <laughs> in my mind, but here I am.
0: Wow! Yeah,
1: my uh, my mother
0: has tried to get me to work at uh, the West Angeles Ministry down in Los Angeles, but one, I'm not in LA, and I'm two, I'm not in LA. So <laughs> yeah. that's not, I'm not going to go back to Los Angeles. That's where I grew up, and uh, right. I'm going to leave the SoCal region pretty much in your hands, Gary. You okay. have fun with that one, man. <laughs> uh, cool. You know, but uh, I, one of the things, especially when we got to work together uh, to help big up harvest this last one that happened
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh down in Anaheim. Right. And and help me out with the, the was that actually at Anaheim Stadium at Angel Stadium?
1: Yeah, Angel Stadium. Yep.
0: Okay, right on. Um and then so
1: this the first one you mentioned 40,000 people and that was that was that was at, in San Jose. So that was at a 14,000 seat, you know, arena there. But Angel Stadium holds about 45,000 people. So when we do the Southern California Crusade, so SoCal Harvest is what we call it. Um that's a three day event. So it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So over this last time we did it, which is August of 2019, we had 100,000 people that came out. And we had about 9,000 people that made a profession of faith in Christ, which oh. is very, uh, it's about 10%. So about 10% of the people that come out, excuse me, come forward and make a pro- public profession of faith in Christ. And over the course of 30 years, we've been doing this since 1990 there's been over 5 million people that have come to Harvest Crusades and about half a million people have made a profession of faith in Christ. Incredible. So it's a, it's, it's a, an amazing work. And yeah, as I've told Matthew, there's 7,000 people that we, that we need to be volunteers in Anaheim to make it work. Uh, people that are on the field as counselors, you know, there's security people, there's people that, you know, ushers, all kinds of stuff. So it's not like we come in and we're like the circus, we bring the circus to town. It is a, collaborative event that uh people you know it, people like they love it i mean there are people that have been to every single harvest you you know in socal and and um, when we, we've been there every year yeah. when
2: we were working on the creative to help you so for full disclosure background right gary uh and harvest actually utilized our ad simple open display platform to do uh, a number of billboards all over orange county and los angeles to help get the word out for the event and, uh, and generate that buzz. But what the real interesting takeaway that I found in personally getting a chance to work with Gary was, uh, he had a very, 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 uh, tactical approach to how he wanted to deploy the campaign. And I think if you are a marketing manager listening to this episode right now, regardless if you work in a church or a tech company or any kind of nonprofit for that matter, His wisdom in his approach to how he wanted the campaign to come together was so incredible. Um, and there's a and he wrapped it around a really cool analogy called the three-legged stool. So I'm gonna let let Gary tell us, tell everyone listening right now, what is the three-legged stool? What was that approach? Because it's so brilliant. I just trade secrets here, man. Trade secrets, (laughs) breaking them right here on Ad Hero Podcast.
1: This is this is something that you know, after 30 years of doing stuff in media and marketing. I realized this works in TV. This works in you know ministry, and so it it doesn't matter whether you're you know you're a marketing manager at a church or you're you're you know whatever you're working at a you know some kind of media outlet. You know most stools. When you think of stools, like I think I have a stool right here. This is. a visual. <laughs> I wasn't even planning on using. But most, stools, <laughs> most stools are four legs, right? Yep. Yeah. Think of, stools, think of a four-legged stool. Well, if you have Three le- you get, there's three legged stools. If, if you put the legs in the right place, it's going to hold your weight, right? You yes. got to be in the right place though. And so if you imagine a three legged stool and you imagine the seat of it being, you know, an effective campaign to reach your audience. Okay. Just a minute. And if you have the legs in the right place, mm. they're going to support that. Okay. So the first leg is, and they're all interchangeable. And then by the way, this is the point is that if you, look at it in this way and you tune up and you have all three of these legs working properly and you're working with, you know, an established um, advertising medium like outdoor, it's going to work. If one of these three don't work, it's not going to work or more. Mm. Okay. So here's our
0: trouble down the line.
1: So Again, you got the, so the effective campaign, the three legs are these. First you have to identify your audience correctly. Okay. You can have all the money in the world and you can have the best creative in the world. But if you don't target your audience directly, then it's not going to work. You're mm-hmm. going to go to the wrong people. Secondly, you have to have the right reach and frequency. You have to have a schedule that talks, you know, that like you've identified your target market. You've got to put the, the, the creative in front of people in front of those people so they see it. Okay. That includes reach and frequency includes budget. So it's a schedule. It's a campaign. Mm. So you've tar- So if you've targeted your audience correctly, you know, who your audience is the target audience and you've built a campaign that, and you have enough money to get the reach and frequency. So you're going to reach those people. Okay. The third leg to the stool is the creative. Mm. So you can have, you can target your market correctly. You can have all the money in the world, but if the creative doesn't talk to those people, it's not going to work. So if you have, but if you have all three, and you look at any campaign or any. it could be small, it could be nothing. It could be a $50 or something. Mm. But if you have creative, if you've targeted your market correctly, if you have enough reach and frequency and you have creative, the talks of those people, it doesn't matter, matter whether it's, you know, TV, radio, web, digital outdoor, it's going to work as long as it's an established medium. And wow. so every campaign that you do, and that's what we applied here with outdoor is, you know, we for, we're blessed. We had, you know, we had a budget for a lot of boards in LA and Orange County, as Matthew was saying, our target audience for, for this particular thing, for, for a Harvest Crusade is Christians. 80% of the people that make a profession of faith in Christ are brought by a Christian. They're prayed for, they're invited and they're brought by a Christian. Mm. People don't walk out, you know, Oh, I'm seeing an outdoor billboard. I think I'm going to go, you know, accept the Lord. That doesn't happen. <laughs> what happens is, Christians pray, invite, and bring those people. And then they see that board and they're like, oh yeah, you know, my friend Matthew invited me to this thing. Yeah, that's cool. And what we try nice. to do at harvest is make it so it's, and Matthew will attest this cause he was here last here for August. It's an event that is, it's It's a cool event. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're a Christian, you're bringing somebody, it's not going to be like, ah, oh, this is going to lame. It's, it's not lame at all. The one thing about harvest is if we can't do something like really, really well, we don't do it. And so, we our target audience is christians you know we're, we're going to get in front of those people we have a full staff here in this department of mobilizing churches and people in churches to get out mm. and so and I'm, I'm getting a little off off target here but it's it's, it's, it's okay. this important okay mobilizing right. for an event is like matthew and i've discussed it's a it's like pro, for lack of a better term or uh, illustration it's like prosecuting a war and it, you know there's no country on earth that can afford an air force that says, I don't want an air force. I oh, just have more people on the ground. They have an air force and they have ground troops. Okay.
3: Mm.
1: Now you can win a war with ground troops and you can be like the civil war and it can be unbelievable carnage and horrible. You don't want to do that. You can win a war with air power, but it's really expensive and there's collateral damage and it's not the way to do it. Mm. If you- kind of collaborate between the ground forces and the air forces. That's the best way to prosecute a war. In terms of mobilizing for an event, it's the same thing. Mm. You have ground forces. In this case, we have a department of, of guys, people, that are going out mobilizing churches and people in churches to pray, invite, and bring Christians to this event. Okay. In addition to that, the air war is all the stuff in the air, on the air, radio, outdoor, digital, all that stuff. If you, you can, you can spend a ton of money and all, or all your money in mobilizing, you know, the churches and that can get very expensive or you can just not do that and just go over here and that gets expensive. But if you do them together, you can have the most success and it can be done most efficiently in terms of, you know, your spend.
2: And I I love that you say how you just described that uh, land war, air war. We were having a conversation with a a colleague at Outside Tech Ranch not too long ago. And, you know, his whole thing was, yeah, I'm going really heavy on this event on Instagram. Yeah. And we're like, is that the only place you're going heavy on? He's like, yeah, I'm doing everything on Instagram. I mean, Instagram's great. You guys should be on Instagram without a doubt. But just also think about how much noise there is on Instagram. And if that's your only outlet to get the word out about something, you, as Gary just described, you're leaving other things off the table that can be really helping you. Uh, and, uh, and so anyways, there's this interesting, it, I think for anyone listening, regardless of the size, what they can do, if they can keep those three legs of the stool in mind. Yeah. And, and I think all of us here have worked with different clients. And when they've been working with a multitude of things and, and, and they have different things firing for them, getting the right target, on, those are the
0: clients that have the
2: most success. Yeah, right? right. without and a doubt.
0: Exactly. What Gary mentioned, and I, I love how you just simplified basically what it is people need to have a successful campaign, especially, I mean, right. for pretty much anything you're doing, whether it's going to be a huge event or uh, just anything you're, you're advertising or promoting. Right. And so, again, for, for the listeners, just to recap that and, and package that up for you. So, the three legs of that stool, and, uh, and again, it's like Gary, you had mentioned they're kind of interchangeable in the sense that if you know, obviously, if one leg's gone, the stool's gonna fall apart, so just don't mm-hmm. force it. You gotta have the right audience, correct? Mm-hmm. You gotta make sure your creative is on point, so you're yep. speaking to the correct people, right? But as well, you do need to schedule that. Um, and schedule comes down to the frequency, so you're staying in front of people right. in a relevant enough way, but at the same time, you get the power of math behind you, otherwise, yep. you'll just, you know the bank
1: right and another thing too, like to matthew to what you're to speak to what you're saying is that you know the cool thing about i mean i i got my marketing degree in 1984 so it's been a long time ago but the and things a lot of things have changed they've gotten better it's gotten i mean you, now we have metrics where we can see stuff working you know and like right. you know and uh, you know put money in different places and, and have challengers and champions and do a lot of split testing but the concepts are still the same
3: mm.
1: and you never like you're talking yes. about putting all the money in one place there's a there's a term called a media mix and there's and it's still in effect you you don't want to have you know a preponderance of your money or in in anything and whether it's digital or if you can't i mean you want to spread it out because what you'll find is that there's a there's for lack of a better term i guess a synergy or like a rising tide that lifts up all the boats because there you know people it said you know and I've i've seen a lot of studies that people need to uh, be exposed to an advertisement or or some kind of message seven times, mm,
3: and yeah, yeah, there's been
1: people. Well, oh, it's three, it's more, you know. But <laughs> the thing is, you need more than one. And so, yeah.
2: yes. You know, uh, yes,
1: What happens is, like sometimes, you, uh, I was just I was doing a deal with somebody, and they had a it was a it was an hour thing, and your your ad came up it was a video thing. Your your ad only came up four times in an hour. Well, if you if you see the same, whether it's like you hear the same radio ad or see the same banner that comes up or ad that comes up when you're online or even see the same billboard. Okay. Sometimes that you'll, you'll get kind of numb to that. But Mm -hmm. if you see something online and then you see something outside on outdoor, these things work together. One of the things I was going to bring up, Matthew was maybe we can talk a little bit about is the creative we did for the campaign for SoCal where we changed up the creative. So we had the same, you know, background the same font. This, you know, it was it wasn't different per se, but we had different kind of things so we could bring in other elements. Because w- what I've it just as a consumer, as I've been driving, you know, I drive and I'm watching the outdoor boards. I'm like, oh man, most of them have way too much information. It's like yeah. I can't, oh. I can't, yeah, I, mean, I can't did, figure did, that. Did I'm driving by. Right there. <laughs> I'm, I'll be like getting an accident if I have to read everything on your board. Right, right. In fact, we, what we did, we we just did another campaign. With there's a SoCal Men's Conference coming up in in, uh, in Anaheim Convention Center in a couple of weeks, and you know again people they 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 want to do their their best interest at heart, but typically they put everything on there. All right. So what yeah. we did is we took the same background and we took stuff off and we create out of one board we created maybe four or five.
2: Yeah.
1: And so we can <laughs> we can rotate those in. We might have a ch- a champion or one that we like that's like really you know, just like stripped down, less text, large text, um, something we like that, you know, gets, hits the important points, whether it's the date or the, the web address, whatever it might, it might be. But then you, like for instance, for the crusade, we did this too. We brought in, you know, musical acts that we had on the different days, same background, same font harvest, you know, Soquel harvest. And so we can bring that in without having everything on one board where it's like you're, you know, you, you what happens is you, you basically shut down, you know, you don't see anything. Yeah. So you keep, yeah and so you this it's called uh it's called i think it's called advertising fatigue some some kind of fatigue visual fatigue
3: mm.
1: so you you don't have that fatigue because you're bringing in new elements but yet you have the the same you know background same font as i mentioned so yep. that you tie these things together because you, you have, don't want to you have
2: continuity
1: yeah because if you don't have that then you're wasting you know your the, the what you built up in the first right it, so Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, go That's I'm done. I was going to
0: say, you, you speak about the, um, the fatigue, essentially. And it's mm-hmm. funny because I noticed I'm actually experiencing that with a really, well, well I'm going to call him out, with Shen Yun. Um, oh, right. Because last year, their stuff was all over the place. And I was like, wow, I can't get away from it. Really pay right. attention. This year, it's, it's, it's nothing special. It's kind of the Tope the, the background, I guess, the dancer.
1: The dancer, Right. The dancer,
0: yeah, it's that one image. And so I've I've really just tuned out now to everything. And so you I know, gosh, I need, I need. It's, it's
1: funny you mentioned that because we have that same ad up here in Southern California. Yeah. It's <laughs> the same thing. It's the dancer, you know.
0: Yeah. And it's no, good. It's right. all good.
1: I mean, it, it shows you what it is. But you need to have something a little bit different because you're right. You just tune out after a while. You don't look at the date. You don't look at the web address. You know, you're... And, and that can be accomplished easily, you know. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they should really get in touch with us for a free <laughs> yes, consultation. You if you're listening. Uh, on how from, yes, good. Gino, please, please. You
3: know, Gary, I, I actually come from the event business uh, myself. America, uh, Arish and I were actually been together for a while with that too. Um, and this is, this is really good points you're you're bringing out here because a lot of, hopefully, there's like promoters we could probably like tag in this uh, for the YouTube. I mean a few. That... Uh, <laughs> Can hone upon what you're saying because mm-hmm. there really are a lot of elements that go into marketing for yeah. an event. Yeah. And what you're also bringing up is, and these are all just like comments. Uh, and I've, I've really studied a, a lot of social media, mm-hmm. and you're saying the exact same things that the experts of social media are saying as well. So there's a lot of intertwined mm-hmm. that can be used for both mediums.
1: Mm. Yeah, you know, and, and today it's so much like, Back in the day, it, you know, there's an adage that I know half of my advertising money is wasted. I just don't know which half. <laughs> uh, and so, but today, because there's so much, there's so many metrics involved in this stuff. It's really cool. Now, okay. I'll, let me just back up. And this is a little specific, but the way we do events, it's not ticketed. It's general admission. So if a stadium is full, our, our challenge is to find out why or not full. Okay. So the way okay so if you're if you're it's it's frankly easier if you're selling tickets let's say you're selling tickets to a christian movie event or a christian musical event well you can you know you, you can use different digital means and you know like for instance the the men's conference their the, the website address socal19.com is only going to be seen on the billboards so when they get traffic from that they'll know it came from the billboards because that's the only place they've advertised and so simple stuff that's like good. that that's a good idea yeah okay but for a for a general admission non-ticket event the only way that I know that we can, that you can judge if you're doing well or not is to look at the cost per thousand in, in, in the medium that you're looking at. So like, for instance, in, um, in LA, the cost per thousand for outdoor, which is the cost to reach a thousand, get a thousand impressions is, you know, it's over $10. It's, oh, wow. it's either Very expensive. like 11 or 17. Yeah. It was more than 10, less than 20. It was, you know, okay. But I, I, I can't remember, but I know that, the cost per thousand that we were able to achieve throughout Adsemble was like crazy low. It was yeah. like a dollar or something. Yeah, Maybe yeah, not. I remember that. But, uh, it was like $1 to $2. Jesus,
2: thank you, hey, Mister <laughs> Mister Rivers. Here was the one that actually crafted the uh, uh, I mean, infographic, infographic. Yeah. that highlighted, oh, yeah. highlighted a lot of that that we yeah. so prominently now share. <laughs> it's everywhere. And uh, that's killer and that, that's, is, This guy oh, has like so many secret ninja skills. He he pioneers <laughs> podcasts. He does graphics. He's a he's a dad. He's a husband. He's he's guys a Jack Voltaire. You can't tell, but
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So well, you know, and, th- and that's that's the only way to do it is you you know you look at okay how am I doing compared to the industry? Mm-hmm. You, now you know again, uh, you, you know if you do something nobody shows up and you've only used a particular medium, you know you're probably didn't do that right. But because it becomes a bit of a, a stew, you know with with the non-ticketed event then the only way that I know of is to say I I want to beat the industry in terms of what the cost per thousand is. And again, if I've got the three legs working together, I know that I'm, I'm doing the best job that I possibly can.
0: That's a solid baseline.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's all you can like, I had, I had a discussion with somebody in my department about, you know, well, how do you know this works? Well, we know it works because people pay, you know, 17 bucks a thousand. We paid one. So this didn't Mm. work for us. And, you know, we, um again you're know, we going through the, the 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 discipline of the, the three legs and make sure that we're in the right spot reaching the right people with the right on story. a
2: on a personal humble brag kind of note when i flew down to go to the event and i flew into john wayne airport orange county and i was driving to my airbnb i passed yeah. on multiple freeways all the different billboards that were lit up through our site for yeah. the event and it was just kind of like amazing to kind of see like you know see it come to life you know and know that you had hannah but but the takeaway was the creative was spot on. Yeah. It was yeah. big, bold, yeah. easy to read, right. great color contrast. And that's a key part for, you know, the thing that we specialize mm-hmm. in, if anyone's going to consider to do that. Yeah. But, and you know, yeah, and, um, omni-channel being in multitude of yeah. places, all that stuff, that's really the key to any successful campaign.
1: And I would encourage people, you don't have to be a designer. I mean, the, the, I'm sh- the design help that you guys are going to provide is going to be great, you know, to, to do this. You, you can do this, you know? Um, and yeah, you know, one of the cool things I was going to mention too is that back back in the day, you know, when I was starting out in advertising in the '80s, uh, outdoor was to me it was kind of boring because they, there was no digital ads back then. It was just you know the the static,
0: post it and go.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, and you know that that's all good, but it's kind of like uh, kind of a stale kind of thing. But with just now I'm speaking to the marketing people or people that are, you know, could potentially use your service, which there's so many. Um, it's so cool now because not only do you have the the benefit of of having all kinds of different creative whereas before you had, you know, this was your thing and this is what you're going to live with, you know, for the next four weeks, you can change that stuff out. Wow. But the fact that you can, you know, that you have the, um, you know, the pictures, you know, the, 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 the graphic, you know, Hey, this is, this is, this is your, your board, you know, up here. Mm. So you can see it working. You can see the impressions as you go through. Mm. It's just so cool. And the, you know, another cool thing about digital that we found is that, and, you know, it's, I'm sure it's not gonna be the same for, uh, for every campaign, but yeah, you, know, you, you know, you're paying and you get, you know, a certain amount of impressions, eyes on impressions, but typically those are increased. Like in our case, uh, again, speaking to potential, you know, marketing people that are or marketing people that are potentially thinking about doing campaigns. I think we got 44% more impressions than we paid for. Right. Wow.
0: But, yeah. And nice. what that
1: does see, because you've got, you know, you've got the eight second, you know, rotations. So I get eight boards in 64 seconds if my math is right. Um, What's cool about that is that if there's a, there's a hole there, they don't have eight spots, you'll get a double run. And what that does is it increases your impressions, but it also lowers your cost per thousand because you don't pay any more for it. Right. So that's a huge plus. And that's one of, again, back when it was a static board, it was like, you know, it's a static board. You're going to get what you get. You don't throw a fit here you're probably going to get more in case we, In this case we got 44 oh, that's, that, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, Gary, thank you for joining us. Uh, before yeah. we, we go, we ran a little bit long, but yeah. um, if you could put something in a nice package, I mean, yeah. you've actually delivered a lot so far, especially with um, you know the three legs, yep. and then kind of uh, if you can run the war. I mean, that, that those are pieces that I think people I can, those. oh man, yeah. stick that in your back pocket all day long with that and yeah. those don't leave without it, sure it, you know? Yeah. Um, is there anything that you would, a, a quick, the singer that you would uh, leave to anybody from your expert advice?
1: Well, I'll just say this, and this is not a plug. I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't I'm not, You guys aren't paying me for this. <laughs> I'm happy to do it because I love you guys. But um, <laughs> what you guys have at Ansemble is so cool because anytime you can buy advertising on a remnant basis. And here's the cool thing about this is that this is a whole, th- this pitch from TV but this is back, remember people used to read newspapers, you know, and they yes. had phone books and they, you know, they used pay phones. Okay. So we'd say to people, look, if you're in the, if you're in the, you know, in the paper, well, you know who the big advertisers are. They have a full page ad. If you can't mm-hmm. afford it, you got a smaller one.
3: Mm.
1: But with a billboard, you're the same size, same amount of time as everybody else up oh, there. That's okay? a great point. Oh, yeah. and, and when you have the ability through this company, which is awesome, to buy that, Space at a discount. Yep, and have the same and be the, be as big as the big guys, even if you're not a big guy, which we're most of us aren't big guys. And <laughs> yeah. That's huge, and so that's one of the reasons I love what you guys do. <laughs> and
0: yeah. well, thank you for the kind words. That's uh. Yep. I, we, yeah thank you we're not paying you for this yeah that's super yeah. awesome yeah i
1: would like to coach you on that yeah we yeah. Were,
0: gary where can
2: people connect with you how can yeah. they learn more about you where would you like them to direct you to well
1: right there harvest.org is our website that pretty much has you know <laughs> wherever you want to go from there but if you want to reach me directly happy to talk to you gary z g-a-r-y-z like zebra at harvest.org happy to start a conversation and uh and help you out if i can
2: wonderful well thank you so much Uh, we're honored to have you on the show thank you gary thank you guys
0: (laughs) so yeah everyone with that uh, it's another episode of the ad hero podcast in the books so this is your uh, leaders of the league signing off you've been listening to another episode of the ad hero podcast if you like what you hear please share with a friend family member or a weird co-worker down the hallway if you want to get in touch with us, we're easy to find on social media at handle adsemble. That's A D S E M B L E. You can also send us an email at adheropodcast at gmail.com.